Good day guys. What's up? What are you guys doing? My name is O.M. Clark. Omar Clark. Creator behind O.M. Clark Q. So before I go any further, listen. I just want to say uh, to persons who listen to the first podcast, massive respect. Thank you for all the feedback. All the good points, all the areas you can improve. Really, really loving the feedback. This process, this journey is all about pers- uh, personal development. So keep feedback coming. Loving all of it. All right. So what we're going to speak about today, we're going to speak about be the leader. We're going to speak about uh, leadership uh, development. Why? Why do we need to talk about it? You understand? Well, listen, leadership does not just apply in a professional setting. You know, you're going to see throughout the course of this podcast that you need to be a leader. You don't want to. You need to be a leader even in your own personal life. So you need to be able to understand some of the basic characteristics, some of the basic styles, and how you can improve your leadership uh, skills. Because these things does not apply just to your workplace, your place of employment. It also, uh, it also applies to your personal life. All right? So how are we going to do that? We're going to speak about a couple of things, right? We're going to be speaking about the management process, we're going to speak about uh, effective leadership uh, traits or characteristics and styles. Learned behavior, that's a good one. You know, we'll just uh, speak shortly about how you know, behavior can be changed. We'll speak about uh, continuous improvement, uh, developing the leader, and uh, just a, a short but very important word on ego. All right, so let's start by defining what... Uh, we believe a leader is, and there are many definitions, but this one I particularly like. It's from Forbes magazine, and it says, Leadership is a process of social influence which maximizes the efforts of others towards the achievement of a goal. Leadership stems from social influence, not authority or power. Leadership requires others, and that implies they don't need to be direct reports. Now, what does all of that mean? Simple. Anybody can be a leader, and you do not have to be a manager to be a leader. We're going to speak more about that uh, later on. And anything that I quote or any definition that I give, it's not my own. It is from established uh, data from established text. You know, the purpose of all of this is to take established uh, science and uh, try to, to, to communicate it in a manner which is useful to everyday life. All right, so let's get straight into it. Management process. Usually comprises of four items. The first one is planning. Second, organizing. Third is controlling. No, not controlling in terms of go here, go there, or anything like that. But controlling of the output of the product or service. In a nutshell, quality assurance. What that means is that you as the customer want to ensure that when you get a particular product or service, it's the same way every time you buy a tasty patty or you buy a burger. You want to make sure that when you sink your teeth into that... (laughs) It tastes the same every time, or even better, right? There's a process um, that is used to, to ensure that you get the same thing every time. That is also part of management. And the last one is leadership, leading. 
What does that mean? Simple. Leadership is a part of management, but obviously you don't have to be a manager to lead. All right. Now, we spoke about some of the effective leadership characteristics or traits and styles. We'll start with the traits. Dominance. No, dominant as in extra bossy, you understand, and overbearing. No, not that kind of dominance at all. I'm talking about the willingness to step forward, the willingness to hold up your hand when there's a situation. You say, you know what? I'm going to work on this. I volunteer to work on that. I volunteer to make the situation better. I volunteer to make my life better. You understand? So there's a willingness to lead that is Positive trait, high energy. Yeah, you cannot be a slouch. You just cannot be a slouch and be an effective leader. Self-confidence. You need it. You need to believe in your abilities. You also need to recognize your limitation because then it not it's not just self-confidence, right? It's a bit of cockiness, you know. So you you want to be be, be be careful that that you don't cross that line. Locus of control. This is a good one. It's broken down into two. Um, areas. You have externalizers and internalizers. Externalizers, they accept their fate. They say, you know what, I can't do anything about it. This is the way it is. So, alas, you know, whatever it is, it is. Then there are internalizers who say, hell no, I can affect my destiny. No, obviously, there are certain things that you cannot control. You know, so you need to recognize that. And no issues with that. But Best believe that there are things and a lot of things that you can control. You need to recognize those and you need to apply effective measures in those areas that your outcome can be close to what you want to be. Alright? So you need to be an uh, internalizer. Stability. Integrity. Now we cannot say enough about that. The simple yet effective word that every leader must display positive integrity in order to be credible and effective, yes? All right, intelligence. Now, I'll just spend a, a couple of seconds on this. I'm not referring to academic you know, achievements. Intelligence is really the ability to apply knowledge. So how well do you apply the knowledge that you have inside your head? That is the type of intelligence that we're talking about. Now, obviously, the more knowledge that you have in your head, you know, the more skill set you have, then the more intelligent you'll be because you will simply have more things to apply. So your luck or what you have in your suitcase, you have more, you have more clothes, you have more knowledge, you understand? So therefore, you can be more intelligent. That is a positive consequence of always arming yourself with knowledge. Flexible. Listen, not all situations are the same. You know, and I'm sure you've heard this and so many times where, oh, you know what, I've always done it this way. Okay, that's fantastic. But if what you applied yesterday is for yesterday's situation and today's situation is different, you explain to me how is it that it is going to work. Aspects of it may work, but not in its entirety. So you have to be flexible to know what to apply when. Sensitivity to others. I spoke about it briefly when I spoke about uh, Owen Clark Q, the introduction, and why I added the Q, and uh, about emotional intelligence. 
an emotional quotient. And basically, you take into concern the feelings or the emotions of others in order to achieve your goal, and it is possible. All right, so there are about seven leadership styles. So we just spoke about the characteristics. Now we're going to speak a bit about the, the styles. Autocratic, simple, do as I say, go there now. You know, authoritarian, now this is a visionary. You can do this in your personal life. So when you sit down and you say, listen, where do I want to be in two years' time, in five years' time, or ten years' time? You are actually taking an authoritarian approach, a visionary approach. So you do that with a company, you're a CEO, or you say, you know what? I like to take this company, you know, um, country right. You know, I started out with a, a corner shop. No, but I'm not going to end at a corner shop. No, you understand? Um, my vision is to have a, a store in every state, in every province, you know, in every county. You know, that's, that's authoritarian uh, leadership. Pay setting, do as I do. First one, <laughs> first one to run into uh, the, the building, you know, first one to act, you know, physically. And, um, yeah, you see this, is again, it's a positive because sometimes you just have to do it, that there's just no two ways about it. You just have to, to get things done, you just have to do it, right? Democratic, let's vote on it. Uh, coaching, an opportunity to share, teach. This is a, a very good one. You know, I spoke about inspire previously. And coaching can do that, can help to inspire those around you. And as a leader, you want to make people around you better, as best as you can, right? Affiliative. So they're the people first uh, type of leader. So they, they, they always, you know look out or they associate themselves with the persons that, that they are leading, that they're in charge of. Laser fair, laid back. Again, it's a style. It has its place, you know. Uh, so let's not write it off. Now, the important thing to take away from all of those is that they are all important and they all have their place. None better than the other. Our task is to be able to understand each of them so that we may correctly apply them as the case may be. If you are in a, a building and it's on fire, you don't have the time to be coaching. You understand? It's more going to be an autocratic a leadership style. You move that. Go for the extinguisher. Go there. You don't have that. If you're in a, a situation where it's not, say, time critical, then you can probably adopt a more coaching, you know, leadership style. You understand? So you need to understand all of them before you can know what to apply when. Okay, learned behavior. How do we change our behavior? We hear this all the time. You know what? Listen, this is the way I am. I cannot change. No, no, no. It's not that you cannot change. You don't want to change. All right, so I came across a model. It's called the COMB model um, by Michi et al. 2011. And uh, they say that you need really three things to change, right? Capability, opportunity, and motivation. The capability basically is can, do you have what it takes to change? So physically, can you adopt that new skill? Or psychologically, can you learn that new skill? Opportunity, which can be social or physical. All it means is simply this. Would you have the opportunity to practice that new skill that you are, are trying to, to, to learn and adopt. And motivation. Now, this is the kicker. Do you want to? 
Simple. Do you want to? You know, that's automatic motivation. Or the other one, which is called reflective, is, okay, um, will you be motivated by, let's say, you get more money, <laughs> you know? <laughs> so listen, if you do this, we'll pay you more. So okay, now you're motivated, you understand? But either which way you take it. Um, capability and opportunity means absolutely nothing without motivation. So in a nutshell, if you want to change, you will change. Now, all of that is not just like magic. You, you have to support those, those uh, elements I just spoke about in order for the change to ha happen. And there are a couple. There's education, persuasion, incentivization, coercion, or forcing, or training, restrictions, environmental restructuring, modeling, you know, or enablement. So what all of this is simply saying, let us say, you want to learn, uh, so you're motivated to learn. The capability, it is there. The opportunity, it's also there. Now, how are we going to make it happen? That is where these intervention functions come into play. So if you don't know, you get educated on it. If you don't know how to do it, you get training uh, on it. Um, if you perhaps didn't want to do it, there's incentivization to, to increase your motivational factor in, in, in learning it. Uh, you, you need to practice it, okay, then there's uh, enablement which allows you to, to, to do it in real time. All of that as well needs to be supported by, by certain what we call policy categories. And it, in terms of things like guideline, you know, fiscal um, policies, regulation, legislation. All that means is simply this. There are a couple more, but I won't really go into all of them. But what that means is that if you think about... Um, change, any change in anywhere. It's not just a matter of, okay, we want to do it, let's do it. You can do it. The motivation is there. The capability is there, you know, and the opportunity is there, you know. So we have now given the skill set in order to make that change, but there still requires an environment that, that needs that to be fl flourished, you know, and that has to be, be, be created and in place for the changes to be effective. So now we're going to speak about continuous improvement cycle, in particular the Deming cycle. Some of us would have seen this before, some of us may not remember the name, but it's also known as the PDCA cycle. Plan, do, check, or act. Now, remember I spoke about the, the, the burger, you know, or, or the tasty party. Make sure that, listen, the, what comes out every time is what everybody wants. You understand, this is, this is what the, the standard is. Well, you have to apply a continuous improvement cycle to ensure that your product is at least, it stays the same or, or continuously improved. It's the same thing that can be ap applied to your life. And I will explain. In the plan phase, it is the acquisition of knowledge and training. Yeah, so you don't know how to lead or you need better leadership skills? So let's start with the plan. You need to acquire the knowledge and training. Now, there are certain activities that go with that, right? So, first of all, you need to identify that you need to improve your leadership qualities, correct? Next is identify your existing um, traits or characteristics. Why is that important? Think about the aware. Do you understand? You have to know where you stand in the moment to know where to, to, to apply the, the corrective measures or what additional information you need. You need to know where the starting point is in a nutshell, right? 
No, you need to understand each of the leadership uh, traits, uh, style, my apologies. And uh, you need to be able to know when to apply what. The do, this is the practice. This is what, you know, when you actually take the opportunity to, 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 to do what you have planned. So whether in your personal life or, or in a work environment. In a work environment, you know, you can engage people. Same thing in a personal life. You know, you can discuss hypothetical situation in a work environment. Same thing you can do in your personal life. You understand? Now, how do you know that what you are doing actually works? This is where, you know, we say you, you check yourself. So you, you ask around, you say, listen, you know, yesterday we had a situation and um, what do you think of my corrective measures? How do you think I, I dealt uh, with it? You know, what do you think? You know, listen to the feedback. Take it for what it's worth. You understand? When you're addressing someone, pay attention to things like the verbal, the body reaction, the tone. You know, uh, how, how are people following you? You understand? And what you do in all of that, what you want to do is to identify which areas to improve. Again, you need to know where the gaps are so that you can move on to the next phase, which is to act. Once you have identified, like, listen, there are certain gaps that I have, you know, then I'm going to take all of that and put it back into the plan and then start the process again. So once you keep doing that, then the cream eventually rises to the top and you just continue to get better. Now, what can stop all of that? One thing, well, apart from the motivation, ego. Ego shall be the death of your development. You understand? We don't all know everything. That's just a fact, no matter how brilliant we are. You understand me? We simply do not know everything. Now, you need to recognize that you do not know everything. And you need to recognize what you don't know. You, and there is nothing wrong with not knowing. But behaving as if you know, and then uh, um, acting in a manner where you say, okay, I do know that, but in reality you don't, then you put people at danger. You put yourself at danger. It, not necessarily physical danger, but it can be financial danger. You understand? It can be a social danger. There are so many things. So, just nothing wrong with being self-confident. Not at all. But it's not magic. You know, recognize if you don't know something, fine. Go acquire that knowledge. Go acquire that skill set in order that you can be better equipped to deal with, with whatever the situation is. All right. So, what did we speak about just now? We spoke about management. We spoke about the four uh, processes and we identified importantly that leadership is a part of management right okay we spoke about sort of leadership characteristics and styles or traits we also spoke about learned behavior in particular that a behavior can be be learned you know and uh, as it's as it's basic it's fundamental you need the capabilities you need the opportunity but none of that means nothing without the motivation to do so. We also spoke briefly about the continuous improvement cycle, you know, which is just the process of how you plan to improve, actually practicing you know, what you have learned, checking yourself to see how you're doing, and then act on what you have learned. 
you know, to, and start the whole process again. Now, remember this. If you haven't remembered anything else, I really hope you have, though. But if you haven't remembered anything else, remember this. You do not have to be a manager to lead, but you need to be a good leader in order to be an effective manager. That holds true in your professional life, and best believe it holds true in your personal life. Thank you for tuning in to this uh, podcast, the second one. The next podcast will actually be about uh, constructive criticism and encourage and encouragement. All right? So, cheers. Thank you. Take care. Later. Bye-bye.